welcome to episode three of Alden Fell's Norwich City Football Club We Meet Again series. This is the podcast where we look back at the history between Norwich City and our next opponents. And yeah, just a good opportunity to talk all about our club, Norwich City. And I'm joined, as always, by... See, you still got a season ticket? How oh, have you binned it off? No, no, you still a season ticket holder. I'm, uh, I'm not letting last season put me off. Did it put you off? Nah. No, you're is. always going to get one. Uh, I, I will do until... It's on direct debit, isn't it? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> how they go that, you think about Every it. Every year. I mean, compared to petrol prices these days, it's a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, we're back in the in the studio after five minutes after Hull. Yeah, we are. We're, we're, we're racking him out. We're on yeah. a roll, aren't we? Really? This is... This is the triple header. Yeah, we've decided uh, after Hull we were going to call it a day and head down to the pub, but dedication and d- demand yeah. and also, you know, so we've got to make the most of these opportunities when we're face-to-face Yeah, we, during we, our busy and hectic social lives. It's quite hard, <laughs> isn't it? It absolutely is. We thought it would be much more fun <laughs> to sit in a kitchen talking about football than going to the pub. <laughs> That's it. So we delayed the point by about an hour, we felt, to talk all about, as I mentioned, episode three yep. of series three. It's Sunderland. It's a notch up from Wigan and Hull, isn't it? It is. They are, they're, they're a big club, actually. I'm going well, to give here, them that. Here we go, Fowl. Six league titles, two FA Cups. They're definitely... Uh, a sleeping giant emerging from tough times, aren't they? And I have, I have many friends who are Sunderland fans. So. How well, come? Two, anyway. So, <laughs> um, so my mate Alan is from Sunderland, so or is from is from that part of the world. Uh, so he's a fan, and my mate Dave uh, is his family. His dad was certainly a fan of Sunderland, which is how he's in, inherited his Sunderland love. Yeah. Although he was born in Suffolk or lived in Suffolk all his life. Um, but yeah, there's actually one place I've been to. I've been to the stadium, although not for a game. Oh, not a concert? No, no, not for a concert, just to look at it. <laughs> on Dave Stag Day. Oh, oh f- fair enough. Yeah, was, it, was it the central feature of the Stag Day? Pretty it... much was. <laughs> yeah, the hotel was right beside it. Oh, okay. It yeah. was with the with the express intention that everything sort of gravitated around something. You weren't going to, you were tempted to break in as part of the um, Stag procedures. Uh, no, but we did have to look at his brick, so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dispel a few myths about Sunderland next week. I've always actually a really nice town. Uh, yes, I've. Um, I say I've never been, but I I have. I went to watch Sunderland Norwich, and the game was postponed due to snow. Oh really? Yeah. And luckily, I went with a few mates, and we'd already decided we were going to make a weekend of it in Newcastle. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete write-off. We got there. Game was called off, and we just, you know, started drinking a bit earlier than we we would have done. And didn't have Norris depressing you of a exactly yeah miserable three 0 defeat. I mean, we might have been one of the a few times where a game being postponed was uh, met with joy. Yeah. Um, although I say in that it was the season that we won the league, so it was the two thousand and three two thousand and four season. Okay. So yeah, obviously that's famous. Now, because as you've mentioned before in the podcast, we actually clinched the title at Sunderland despite what? losing, didn't we? Yeah, we simultaneously got beaten and won the league at the same or won promotion at the same time. Yeah. No, it's the league. 
It was yeah, the league, it was league, it was the, yeah. the title. Yeah, we'd already won promotion. I remember watching, not watching the game, I'm not sure the game was on TV, but certainly watching the news in the pub, actually, the Black Swan. So. Yeah. So it's not a bad town at all, actually. And it's not what necessarily people think. And um, I really enjoyed my time up with Sunderland. Obviously, it's normally overshadowed by Newcastle in both city and footballing sense. Yeah. Which is another great city, actually, Newcastle. Um, but Sunderland's really, it's not a bad place at all. And we went down to, uh, now, apologies to any Sunderland fans out there. If I get the wrong name, I think it was Roker. I know, I know it used to be Roker Park, didn't it? That was their old ground, yeah. And I, I think there's, there's Roker Beach as well. It's a fairly nice beach, actually. I've quite happy get a deck chair. The, the stag party went down at the beach? Right? Yeah, no, it's all right. Sunderland, it's, it, it gets my tick of approval. Brilliant. As a tourist destination and as a football club. Absolutely what, that. What more could you want? And a way day I'd like to do, actually. That would be high up on my list of, uh, of away days. I think should we fun that. Should we make that happen? Yes, we should. Let's um, dig out the fixture list down the pub. Yeah, let's do it and see if we can yeah, get See if we can nail down a, a, a list. Obviously... You know, I'm sure we'll be disappointed and we'll be playing Sunderland away on a Tuesday night or something completely impractical. Yeah, let's see if that will... Or we both get COVID or... Yeah, or probably uh, Boxing Day or something, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. So I'd love to do that one. Excellent. We've both seen the stadium alight, but neither of us has set foot in it. No. That's got to be a first, doesn't it? Well, I've also watched a bit of um, the Sunderland... Doc- not the Sunderland Until I Die. I've seen all of that as well, actually. That was brilliant and hilarious in equal measures. Um, but I've also watched a bit of um, Premier Passion, I think it is, which is like the 90s um, documentary on Sunderland. Okay. It's quite a slog, actually. It's quite a lot of episodes. I wouldn't say it's exactly fast-paced, but it does humanise football clubs quite a bit. It kind of opens up, uh, I thought even more so than Sunderland Till I Die, actually. It kind of humanises the club and you see it actually as people just trying to do the best they can yeah. with constraints of finances and that sort of thing. Uh, a young Peter Reid was manager back then. Okay, yeah. Well, he uh, had a lot of success there, didn't he? He was the manager who led them into the Premier League. You remember they had um, Niall Quinn and Kevin Phillips up front, didn't they? And I think they yeah. finished... Maybe top six, top, top seven, top six one year. Yeah, so Kevin Phillips was dynamite, wasn't he? Yeah. Noel Quinn's obviously always been... Uh, Your dad would like that, the big man, small man, <laughs> up front. Exactly, that, that tick is about two. <laughs> I think this is when they're just trying to get into the Premier League under Peter Reid, and I think they failed, actually, at the time of the documentary. They just signed Noel Quinn, and he was injured for a long time. Uh, which was a bit of a issue, obviously. But it was um, it was as they were building uh, the Stadium of Light, actually, yeah. and moving into it. It was a real in-depth insight into the passion of the fans up there. Would you like uh, to see a similar documentary on Norwich? Yeah, I would, actually. <laughs> uh, just because it'd be quite interesting. I mean, the interesting thing about switching documentaries to Sunderland to like that, have you watched that? I've watched a bit of it, yeah, so I'm certainly aware of it. I've watched yeah. a couple of the um, episodes. Well, because I, I started watching it thinking it would be hilarious. Obviously, we know what happened in the first series. It was yeah. just come down from the Premier League. They were hoping to bounce straight back up there. Yeah. And actually, the documentary ended up accidentally filming a car crash, didn't it? Yeah, it did, As yeah. It actually, they went the other way which, and got relegated. Which must have pleased the um, Netflix or the uh, makers of that documentary. Well, I guess so, because that's certainly why I watched it. Yeah. I mean, if they'd just gone back up, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But actually... I, what I, so I went into it thinking it's going to be a bit funny and laugh at Sunderland, but actually came away from it feeling just overriding empathy for them. Yeah. 
Like, I because mean, we've all been there. So they, they wouldn't have had these problems back in the uh, Victorian era, if I no. That's when they were winning all these uh, league titles. Absolutely. <laughs> Is that where it all started for them? Yeah, they're another club uh, who's a bit like their neighbours, Newcastle, actually, whose success is heavily weighted to the early days of, Getting early, of English yeah. football. I'm going to talk glory, glory, Norwich City. Now, normally we um, we start these episodes with the last meetings. Yeah. But only one place to start when we're talking about Norwich and Sunderland a day I remember, and a day that you don't, I believe. Not if you're young, but... Age, so you rely on folklore in old balls like myself. Yeah. 24th of March, 1985. One of our two bits of major silverware. It was, yeah. Yeah, the day we lifted a domestic trophy at the home of football. Yes. Does that, by definition, equate to the greatest day in the club's history, Phil? I guess it must do. I mean, you would argue probably Bayern Munich away maybe matches that. Yeah, um, completely different criteria though, isn't it? I mean, it Bayern Munich is. away was a one-off game. Yeah, where this is actually a, a genuine yeah. victory at Wembley, which is what I live to see, really. From it is, voice. yeah, as people would know. That's, I mean, I have, but to be fair, we have seen it at the player final, but actually, you know, a winning something. Yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know if you can count the playoffs, can you? I mean, it's essentially, I mean, it is winning, obviously, in its purest sense, but if, essentially you're coming third, aren't you? Whereas, actually, the, the League Cup was actually it was a big two-win prop- final. And it was a proper big deal back then as well. Yeah, another competition which has been downgraded. Yeah, so... That then was a proper trophy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, just seeing a Nor- Norwich play at Wembley was a big deal, and then watching us lift a cup, yeah, it's sort of... And I guess it... it it almost grows in its sort of importance or its significance over time. So the more years we have without playing a cup final at Wembley, yep. uh, the more years we have without lifting a, a domestic trophy, the yeah. almost it's, it's a bit like the England World Cup winners, isn't it? it yeah. Kind of, it increases in its value over time. I watched this from a, a friend's caravan in Hemsby. Oh, wow. Which I'm sure we mentioned before, as you mentioned... Uh, the Hernandez link to Hemsby, didn't you? On the oh, Hernandez. you're quite right. Yeah, he was <laughs> spotted there on the arcades. Yes, legend that is. So I went to the arcades after this game. Yeah, the game itself, it's probably a classic cup final. It was a bit nervy. My memories are that we kind of edged it. I don't know if you ever seen the goal. Yeah, I have, and I've heard about it as well from the Sunderland point of view. Oh, okay. Yeah, what was their point of view then? Essentially, the the young fullback wasn't there from Sunderland or defender. Right. Yeah. He was only playing due to a late injury, I believe. Okay. So it was known goal, but he didn't score the end goal, wasn't it? But he basically tried to shepherd the ball out, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. And he failed in his attempt to do so. Yeah, John Dean plucked it. Yeah. From the byline. Which we, which then obviously ball went across and forced the end goal. And yeah. essentially, the poor young lad basically had his career pretty much ruined because of that. Yeah, I've seen better players make that mistake, though. I mean, it was, you know, he yeah. was just trying to shepherd the ball out. He didn't quite have enough legs on it. This is it. Uh, he uh, was uh, about his scapegoating bit, but we should just kicks it out. And even to a point that he became a policeman after his footballing career. Wow, I, I wasn't expecting this, well, this uh, I've heard additional this from, insight. I've heard this story from um, Bob Mortimer, actually. Um, not personally, or via a podcast <laughs> at the point. I'm not, I'm not trying to claim I've got I've rubbing star, shoulders as a starter. But no, Bob Mortimer recalls this, and actually he apparently was 
he used to get it all the time around Sunderland. Which right. Is obviously yeah. a bit harrowing. And apparently he got called to an incident where somebody who'd got severely assaulted at his house, he would, this guy, there's already police there, he was one of the backup crew arrived. Yeah. And essentially this guy who had been beaten in the right state turned around and saw him and was like, oh, I can't remember his name, oh, mate, why didn't you just kick the ball out? <laughs> and I was like, so, uh, oh, so the no. moment to follow them around. So yeah, yeah, I have seen the goal and I heard of the, I heard of the uh, of the unfortunate incident. Well, I wasn't expecting that tale, <laughs> but you're you're spot on. Funny enough, from the Norwich perspective, that hardly gets uh, a look in. Yeah, I, I don't think any fan can kind of kind of even remember that, other than it being a a defensive mistake that you see all, all across the pitch. Did you know they missed a penalty that day? It's the first. I believe it's the first ever penalty missed in a, a major cup final. No. Yeah, Dennis Van Wyk, who was our fullback at the time, it was a, a real clear handball. He kind of yeah. fell over in the box, panicked and scooped the ball up oh, well, I think with I his arm yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't need far for that one. No. Uh, Clive Walker had been knocking around for many years with Chelsea and it was towards the end of his career with Sunderland and actually was a big part of them getting to the final, uh, put it wide, Chris Wood's uh, post. The rest is history. It was, our name was etched on the cup. It was, yeah. Players. So it's off, I, we talked about this in Series 1, I think. It might have been the Sheffield Wednesday episode. So first ever live game on TV and the first ever time we played on a on a Sunday. So, you know, two big deals then. We didn't even raise a... Uh, an eyebrow of that now, would you? No, it's almost more often than not. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you mean? We're not on telly and we're playing on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like That's the surprise, isn't it? It's three o'clock on a Saturday. Like, what's going on here, lads? So we've won more silverware actually after beating Sunderland, and you touched on this <laughs> off air, didn't you? Do you want to tell me the the name of the trophy? I believe it's the Friendship Cup or the Friendship Trophy. It is, yes. But you don't know the origins of it. I I know that we play. Sunderland, every essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm led to believe that every time we play Sunderland, no matter what competition, we also kind of have this sub competition of like whoever wins it wins the friendship trophy. Yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, so it all originated from this day, this cup final day. So this final became very, uh, I guess, famous would be the word as being a very friendly final. Um, between the two sets of fans. Okay. So, yeah, I guess it resonated because this was in the dark days of hooliganism. So oh, sure. Back it kind of season. really stood out, and it was quite a big deal in the media that how well the fans got on and the Sunderland fans stayed behind and applauded the, the Norwich win. And I think fans were playing games of football in the car parks at Wembley beforehand and okay. drinking together in the pubs and... Kind of a real unusual bond there, really, that I, I don't think anyone really knows where it, where it originated from other than that particular day. Okay. Do, do you like that, the, the friendship and camaraderie between the um, sons, or? Yeah, you can look at it two ways. I guess football's based on rivalries, isn't it? Yeah. And you need that. You do need that rivalry. But back then, obviously, it stepped the line too often. So yeah. you almost needed days like this to reset the, the balance a bit. This is it. it. It was pretty horrific back then. Yeah. Whereas now you kind of don't really think about it. 
but generally you don't get that anymore. So yeah. I can I can totally understand that. I mean, I'm I'm personally quite like it. I, I think it's absolutely fine. You need a rivalry on the pitch. You need the I quite like the segregated fans. I like yeah. I like the I like the banter you have all that sort of thing. Yeah. But afterwards, shake hands, have a beer. I think that's fine, isn't it? But I guess that probably is what happened on that final. I'm sure during the game, yeah, you resorted to type. Absolutely. So I think that probably was the best of of both worlds. Now. The Friendship Trophy. So I read in 442, they call it football's oddest closed competition. <laughs> uh, does, does it count as a domestic trophy to you? Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, clearly not. Um, does it Does it for you? Uh, no, no, I think we can't claim that as being any any evidence of football and success. <laughs> Who's won it the most times? Oh. I mean, I've always felt we've... Uh, I was going to say felt we've had quite a good record against Sunderland, but I'm going to go us, actually. Yeah, 14 times to us compared to Sunderland's eight. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, we are sort of leading that head-to-head. Excellent. Um, here's, here's one for you, Phil. We achieved another footballing first that season. Yeah. You're going to guess? Uh, the 86 season? Uh, what, no, the 84, 84 Oh, 84, season. sorry. Uh, it, would we be the only team to have won the League Cup and get relegated? Correct. The only team to win a major cup and be relegated. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's very <laughs> Norwich, isn't it? <laughs> uh, do you know who else went down that year? Uh, was it them down the road? No, probably wouldn't. No, it actually. wasn't them down the road. It um, was them in the cup final. It was also Sunday, was it? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, but take your things into context. Probably the biggest Norwich City versus Sunday game that season came just a week before Wembley. Mm-hmm. A big six-pointer at Carr Road, which we lost 3-1. Now, when you think that season, and we talked about it in other podcasts, we went down on 49 points. Yeah. If we'd have been in Sunderland at home, that's 52 points. That's You're not going down on that. No, that's crazy. So, yeah, that that's fine margins again. And... Completely off the cuff, but I, I was just thinking, it's amazing how common you see a club play in the cup and then play the same team in the league. Or yeah, almost like it statistically doesn't make sense that it's that common. Yeah, it does seem to be like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, absolutely, it is a bit of a bizarre one. I think it will say give it like a, a a barometer of how much football's changed since then. I think, and you, you'll correct me here. Didn't Oxford win the League Cup the following season? They did, yeah. And well done, Fal. They had a phenomenal team as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Is that one of those things you think Oxford, who the hell are they? But they were actually top flight side. Yeah. Or at least going into it. I think they had like John Aldridge playing they did. them and those sorts of players. Yeah, no, they were a yeah, top, proper top flight side. And you're right, they did win it the season after. And then you had Luton win it and you had, um, I think QPR might have won it around that time. So, yeah. Yeah, it was strange. It was a a cup that's taken very, very seriously, but you did have a good mix of clubs, and a lot of these clubs were mid-table Division One clubs. Yeah, which is kind of what you'd expect. To, Absolutely, yeah. To and triumph in a in a cup. Last meetings, well, this is a tricky one actually. I'm going to put it out to you. Can you guess or remember when we last played them? I wonder. Was that under Alex Neal? No. Okay. So did you expect to know? And not a bit yes, a clue. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just yes, I can't think of Oh, wait, it's a clue. Them. It was it was after Alex Neal had left. Uh, yeah. So um so we went down, they stayed up, said Big Sam, didn't they? Yeah, and we'll talk about yeah, that critical game a bit later on. But this was yeah. 
a couple of seasons later. So this was basically it was Daniel Farker's first season. So the you know the transitional season of seventeen eighteen. Oh, yeah, okay. They that, beat us really early oh, in the season. Of course they did. So they beat us at home because that was on something until I died. It was only briefly mentioned actually, but they beat us like three one didn't yeah, they at home. Yeah. I do remember this actually. Uh, a chap you mentioned in one of the previous podcasts we did tonight. We've only done two. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think in the Wigan one, Lewis Graben. Yeah, so yeah, I remember that because actually that was a bit of a funny one. I actually felt we played really well that day. Yeah, um, I mean, it was, I think it was only the second game of the season. I, I mean, would, that, that year, Sunderland finished rock bottom. As, yeah. As the um, documentary would have And I shown. remember thinking we played pretty well that day. We were just done over by Robert De Green as much as anything. Well, Lewis Grebon scored three goals that day. Yeah. He scored two for Sunderland and, a, and an own goal for us. It's the unwritten rule, isn't it, that every time you let your striker go, they're guaranteed to score against <laughs> you. So, obviously, we had a bit of a rocky history of him by then. So, the more needles yeah. they are in a relationship with a player, the more likely they are to yeah. score against you. But, I mean, that's a complete false storm for them. Yeah, that's probably one of the only wins that whole season. Do you remember the... Uh, return fixture at the stadium of light. Did we draw? We did. Oh, and it was quite vital because that was one of their last chance to saloons. You're probably right. Yeah, I and mean, I've, it was around that time. And I've got a funny feeling one of our full bets scored as well. Oh, well done. You're pulling this out of the hat. It was 1-1, stadium of light. They desperately needed the points. They were rock bottom. We were... Uh, Marooned in mid-table. I think we're settled into our mid-table yeah. obscurity, haven't we? A, a full-back did score, and I was going to ask for your thoughts on him, as I think it's one player we haven't mentioned in all our episodes. Mr Pinto. Oh, I made Pinto. Yeah, what do you make of him? No, I actually thought he was a really nice bloke. Uh, he genuinely loved playing for Norwich. So Assessment of his career on the pitch? So, obviously, he came into Norwich in... When we were in the Premier League, didn't, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, he was part. He came in with um, Naismith and Closer. Yeah, there's part yeah. of that that mid-season that bolster rolled the dice. At the time. Yeah. He was very pacey, skillful, decent going forward. He just wasn't very good defensively. Oh, okay. He was, uh, Is that what you thought of him as well? Well, I didn't really see that much of him, which is why I was quite interested to get your yeah. opinion. I, he's one of these players that. I can't really recall too much about, which indicates to me that he was a steady Eddie. You know, he, he was okay. Yeah. Um, it, I do know that he is very fond of Norwich. And I think only recently he did he, he do an interview or something. Yeah. And he talked a lot about his time at Norwich. And I can quite imagine that. I still follow him on Twitter. And he still always tweets about Norwich, always yeah. wishes this well, was looked at for results, was celebrates the results. If they're, if they're positive... He had a really good rapport with the fans. I think he was made captain for a brief period. Yeah. He's one of those players that you wanted him to do well. Yeah. Um, but he just, he, he wasn't, he definitely wasn't Premier League quality as it transpired. Do you know, um, he left presumably at the end of that season. So he certainly didn't play in the uh, championship winning team, did he? No, I think there's one of the players which the Weber Barker administration moved on, particularly with the emergence of Aaron's. He was a very, he had a lot of heart. Lot, yeah, lot of passion about him, a lot of pace, a lot of skill, but he just wasn't technically... It wasn't a great defender, basically. That was the yeah. main issue with him. Excellent. Okay. We first played him in 1910. Okay. Again, it's incredible how these um, themes tend to reappear in each of these podcasts. Again, I'll put a scenario to you. So we were non-league, Southern League. They were obviously Division One. 
one of the uh, giants of the game at that time. Yeah. They turn up at Newmarket Road, I presume, back then, in the FA Cup. And uh, what happened? Uh, we did them over. We did them 3-1. Excellent work, lads. So that adds, and they'd already won the championship four times okay. by that stage. Wow. Um, the latest one being just two years before. So then I was thinking, well, that adds Sheffield Wednesday, Liverpool, Sunderland, all clubs we beat as non-leaguers. Yeah, that's quite some record, that. And then I I must have had a bit of time on my hands, fellas. Then I thought, <laughs> okay, so what happened in the rounds after we achieved these significant cup shocks? Did we see? go out from the fellow non-league side? <laughs> I not quite that bad. I, that's what I was wondering. But... 1908, when we beat Sheffield Wednesday, we then lost to Fulham. Okay. Maybe that'll pop up on the Fulham podcast, won't it? Oh, yeah. Ever happens. 1909, we beat Liverpool. Yeah. And we then lost to Bristol City. But they did get to the final that year. Yeah. So that's the caveat. 1911, we obviously beat Sunderland, as I mentioned. We then went on to lose to Bradford. Okay. But, again, they did get to the final that year. So, obviously, there was a gap, 1910 where we didn't beat any big side and we lost to QPR. So that's a flip <laughs> note on that one. Sticking with the Cup, if 1985 and the League Cup was one of our greatest ever days, the meeting with Sunderland in the 1992 FA Cup has got to be oh, no. one of the worst. I, I hear those doors sliding yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, an all-time low, I'd say, it's in many aspects. I went to this game, Phil, you... Yeah, no, You'd have been old enough to remember it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I do remember it. That was the last time in a semi-final, wasn't it? You're right, yeah. Yeah, that was the last semi-final appearance, to which we were a league above them as well, I believe. We were. They finished 18th in Division 2. Yeah, league. we were a perfectly decent Premier League squad, yeah. Division 1. as well. That must have been the last season Division 1. Was it it was, one? yeah. Yeah, that was another moment where we... I mean, I, I went to it. Opportunity. If ever there was a game where we never turned up, this, yeah. it was this one. We just... I don't know. I mean, I I think there's a few reasons. Uh, old Robert Fleck, our hero. Oh, was just the was, oxygen tank. He was injured, yeah, and he was. They tried to rush him back, and um, they did everything they could to get him fit. And he played, but was enormous, you know, on, on the yeah, pitch. Clearly, he wasn't ready. Nah, we conceded early. Doesn't help, does it? No. The goal in front of our end. Nerves. Probably. Did some something have less to lose, I guess? Weight of expectation. Yeah. And also, we were on a bad run. Um, it was the third loss in a, a run of seven straight defeats that sucked us almost into relegation. We just had enough to, to yeah. stay up. So, again, form comes into it, doesn't it? But then I looked at the team, thinking, oh, yeah, I wonder who played. And... I was surprised to see we went with a 5-2-3 formation, which is quite quite, um, revolutionary, isn't it? Uh, Ian Colface is a sweeper. Okay. Front three were Fox, Sutton and Fleck. I mean, you'd take that, wouldn't you? That's a great front three. Yeah. Also, actually, very quickly, on on the subject of sweepers, uh, they just don't happen anymore, do they? No. When was the last time you saw a sweeper? I mean, they're just a third defender now, aren't they? It became basically, back in the day, it was the only sort of tweak from the 4-4-2. So you either played yeah. 4-4-2 or you played sweeper. Yeah. That was kind of, that was about the limitation of football and tactics back then or the, football and formations. So this is, this is Mr. Culverhouse, who's now a tactical genius, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's the brains behind Paul Lambert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you watch the game? 
No, I didn't watch it, no. I do remember it, though. Who else was playing? Was Bowen playing? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think he was. I think it was a reasonably strong side. Was it Gunning Goal back then? It would have been, wouldn't it? I think it was Mark Walton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think we had injuries there. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But Sunderland are one of our all-time highs and one of our all-time lows. I think that game actually gets banded around as probably our worst ever game, isn't it? Like our biggest disappointment yeah. in that game. Yeah. That's so one of those... It, it, we talk about like obviously various lows, but that was a serious chance for us to get yeah. some, some silverware back on the table. Yeah, I mean everything was in place for us that year mm, to get to that FA Cup final. I know, so close, Phil. Two years fifteen, two years sixteen. We touched on it. Unusual because um, both teams won the away game that year. Yeah, we went down. They stayed up. They went through this period every season of changing their manager and having a late run didn't they? And they beat us 3-0 at Carrow Road. Do you remember that one, don't you? Yeah, I remember both the games. I remember, I remember, I didn't actually watch the away game when we played up there, but I do remember us winning it. I think Whitaker scored. He did, yeah. We beat them 3-1, which yeah. is really early in the season, actually. And it was, at that point, everything was, we were playing well, actually. Yeah. Um. Then, obviously, the home game, because I remember the previous week, or might have been, there might have been away game punch rated the two years, but we beat Newcastle mm. at home. But then we lost the next one. Everyone forgets it because we then undid it at home to Sunderland. He basically played long ball to Jermaine Defoe. Right. But it wasn't just long ball. It was actually, it was actually quite a cultured, tactical ploy from Big Sam. He yeah. got them very well organised. Yeah. Knew how to exploit our weaknesses in the break. I remember that's been closer. I think actually we played Crystal Palace the week beforehand right. and got closer injured. And I yeah. think at the time, our biggest issue was um, actually defence. Uh, I was in London at the time, not watching the game, but following it on Twitter. And I remember that thinking to myself, oh, no, if closer goes, that's kind yeah. of it. And uh, we lost 3-0, and my mate Alan sent the smiley face emoji around on the oh, group to, to rub it in, yeah. uh, which, is, which has not been forgotten, by the <laughs> way. Oh, dear. Did you send, uh, send one to him when we beat them 3-1 at the stadium of light? No, I didn't actually. I, I'm not into that. I'm quite, I'm quite respectful. Yeah, because, feet. you know, if you glow, it could come back to bite you, couldn't it? It's only Len in football, isn't it? Yeah. It's only Len. Exactly. <laughs> football it's cycles, isn't it? Um, final thoughts. We had a run of 1-0s, six in a row. I don't know if they all 1-0 wins to us or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a Teddy wonder strike. That was against oh, them, yeah, wasn't it? Of course it was. And that was a relegation six pointer, wasn't it? Under Hewton. And it was Oh, one we won then. We beat yeah, them, didn't we, we? We did win that one. Yeah. yeah. But I remember sitting obviously in the Barkley and the goal was at the river and wasn't yeah. it? And it was like one of those things. It fell to him I take perfectly, but not yeah. not an easy ball to hit. And it, it was a typical Teddy strike, he gave it everything. Yeah. He didn't know where it was going. It, as he never does. Um, yeah. And it absolutely funded in the top corner. It was the same day, I think, that Rooney scored from the halfway line against Oh, West okay. Ham, uh, which yeah. won the goal of the day, whatever it was. But yeah, I was yeah. like, no, for me, the, the Teddy one's a better one. Yeah. But like any professional footballer, ball on the volley, you know, for 40 yards out on a half, you know, it wasn't a half volley, it bounced. But then you'd expect them to better hit the target for me in, in terms yeah. of a lobbed shot. Not necessarily going every time, but. 
Like, well, that Teddy strike was wondrous, and that was absolutely belt. I remember the stadium erupting. It was, <laughs> I remember it was, um, erupting with shock, or yeah, it was joy. Hooper, I would do shock, it was joy, all, all the above. <laughs> I remember Hooper was on the bench, uh, and he was just hugging. I think it might have even been hooting like this in shock at what this is. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely belt. Yeah, I forgot Brilliant. about that one, yeah, and that, that was it. That's all I've got on Sunderland, plenty, yeah, no, plenty to talk about in there with them. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to talk about, obviously, a bit of silverware in the bag with Sunderland. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 there's a, like I said, it's a great little town with Sunderland. Anyone should if you have more pop in, have a pint now. I recommend it. <laughs> and I'll definitely do that. He's, he's, um, he's been sponsored by the Sunderland Tourist Board. Today, I am, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, no, I mean, a, a, a great club, aren't they? Huge they are a great club. club and they... It's when you say there's teams which are too big. We've talked about this in the previous two podcasts, actually, that... There's no such thing as too big or too small. You, yeah. you are where you are on merit. But, you know, when Sunderland were in League One, they were a big team for that league. Yeah. They should be championship Premier League side, really. They've yeah. got a big fan base, a big stadium there. Um, yeah, and the, and the history behind them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll beat them 2-0, though. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I'll stick with 2-0. And should we definitely go to the pub now? Let's, let's do it. Let's get a beer in. Yeah, we'll, we'll save uh, the, the remaining three episodes for uh, for another day. Look forward to it. Good. Thanks for your help, Paul, and your, you. your contributions. A pleasure. And your stories. <laughs> <Good boy. laughs> All right, see you, Bye. Bye.